the weather forecast brought to you by Port Vauban, Europe's largest marina. Sunny with a gentle breeze, highs of 29 degrees in Nice and St. Paul de Vence, 31 degrees in Cannes. In the Var along the coast in Saint Tropez, sunny with a moderate breeze, highs of 33 degrees and reaching 36 degrees inland in the Var. This evening going down to 19 degrees with clear skies. The outlook for Wednesday and Thursday are remaining fine, highs of 29 to 31 degrees. The sea temperature today is 22 degrees, the UV level is a high 9. The sun rose here at 5.54 in Monaco. And what a beautiful morning it is here on the port of Monaco. It will set this evening at 14 minutes past 9 o'clock. In Paris today, sunny with 26 degrees. Sydney, light rain and 16 degrees. Helsinki, 22 degrees and sunny. And Dublin, cloudy with 19 degrees. Some weather forecast brought to you by Paul Vauban. Welcoming you all year round, whether it's for a short or a long stay. Or even if you're looking to secure a long-term berth. For all yacht sizes up to 160 metres. Find out more at leportvauban.com. Seven minutes past seven o'clock. You're listening to the Full English Breakfast Show on Riviera Radio. I'm Sarah Lysa with you from now until 10. The top news story is that due to strike action by the SNCF, a traffic on the TGV and intercity lines is expected to be disrupted uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, July the 6th. And due to the risk of forest fires, four forest areas in the VAR have been put on a red alert uh, from today. Also coming up in sport, Manchester City have signed Leeds United midfielder Calvin Phillips for £45 million. More on those stories at 7.30. Also in this morning's show, Euro Millions jackpot could make you the UK's biggest ever lottery winner with £186 million up for grabs tonight. Are you going to play? And what numbers are you going to play? Maybe we should do a group one. Maybe we should all... uh, (laughs) Add a number in and see whether we come up with the right ones. Also uh, coming up in this morning's show, male dogs are four times more likely to develop cancer on their nose or mouth and revealed the eight things that elegant ladies never do in the summer. All of that as well as the entertainment news coming up shortly. It's Tuesday, so it's Top Yachts on Riviera Radio. We'll have the quiz just after eight o'clock. Henk Potts will be with us uh, from Barclays at quarter to nine. And after nine o'clock, our special guest this morning is English, a journalist, television presenter and writer, Richard Maiderly, uh, will be with me live in the studio from 9am. Uh, so can't wait. Don't go away. And to get you going, it's a Tuesday. It's not a Monday. We did it. Curtis Mayfield and his 1971 hit, Move On Up, spent 10 weeks in the top 50 UK singles chart in 1971. And don't Destination, though you may find from time to time complication.
There's just one delay on the region's train network. That's the 7.56. Nice to Gas is running five minutes late. They seem to be behaving themselves this morning, but that won't be the same story uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, strike action has been announced uh, nationally for the TGVs and intercity lines. However, on the regional uh, networks, they haven't yet said uh, what effect this will have on the trains, but I will keep you posted throughout the morning and uh, hopefully ahead of tomorrow uh, off before you head off for work. Uh, the, uh, take a look at the roads, the A8 motorway. Well, they're obviously not awake yet. I don't know what's happening. Uh, they've only updated at uh, 11.30 last night. So if you are on the roads and you know of something, studio at rivieradio.mc. Uh, there seems to be a bit of a problem uh, with the website. Uh, taking a look at Nice International Airport on the arrivals this morning. Uh, there is uh, the flight coming in, the 740 flight from Naples, the Wizz Air flight, uh, will be landing uh, 40 minutes later at 8.30. And taking a look at the departures, uh, there is just one delay. Uh, well, that's the flight leaving uh, for Naples at 8.15. Now won't be leaving until 10 past 9. Traffic and travel. Brought to you by Monaco-Occasions.com. Offering the largest range of prestigious vehicles in Monaco. With over 200 available used cars. Sixteen minutes past seven o'clock and time for this morning's entertainment news. A convicted sex offender, R. Kelly, has been placed on suicide watch due to the emotional distress of his current situation as he begins a 30-year prison sentence for sex trafficking. That's according to U.S. authorities. The disgraced R&B star has criticised the decision, accusing federal authorities of punishing him due to his high-profile status. A Kelly, whose real name is Robert Sylvester Kelly, will spend three decades decades in jail after using his fame to sexually abuse young fans. The 55-year-old was found guilty of racketeering and trafficking following a high-profile trial in New York in September 2021, which came after years of accusations throughout his career. And the BBC has revealed that a complaint against former Radio 1 DJ Tim Westwood had previously been referred to police. The complaint is one of six the corporation now says it received about alleged bullying or sexual misconduct by Westwood. Director General Tim Davey said in April no evidence of complaints had been found after BBC News and The Guardian revealed accounts of predatory sexual behaviour by the DJ. Westwood denies the allegations. The BBC declined to say whether the other five complaints had been received before or after Mr Davies' statement back in April. And singer Macy Gray has said that she doesn't believe that transgender women should be allowed to compete against biological women in sport in a no-holds-barred interview where she said, just because you go and change your parts, it doesn't make you a woman. In an interview on Piers Morgan's Uncensored, the 54-year-old acknowledged that people will hate me for saying this, but I know that for a fact, if you want me to call you a her, I will, because that's what you want, but that's doesn't make you a woman just because I call you a her and just because you got surgery. And that's this morning's entertainment news. Today is officially bikini day, so get your bikini out. Oh, I haven't got my bikini out in years. I did try the other day. 
No, I went for the all-in-one. I think I'll start wearing a wetsuit. That's just easier. It keeps it all in, doesn't it? And on this day in 1841, Thomas Cook founded the first travel agency. On this day in 1948, Britain's National Health Service came into operation. Uh, it was on this day in 1954, the BBC broadcast its first daily television news programme. On this day in 1969, the Rolling Stones gave a free concert in Hyde Park, London, uh, two days after the death of guitarist Brian Jones. It was attended by 250,000 people. It was on this day in 1996 that Dolly the Sheep, the first mammal to be cloned from an adult cell, was born in Scotland. And on this day in 2012, the Shard, Europe's tallest building to date, was officially unveiled in London. If it's your birthday today, uh, then you share it with Sir Paul Smith, fashion designer, who's 76. Comedian Joe Lysett is 34. No relation of mine because nobody's funny in my family. And uh, Huey Lewis, uh, the singer, is 72 today. And birthday quotes, well... John Cocteau was born on this day, the French poet and artist, and he said, one must not mistake majority for truth. Uh, that's this morning's entertainment news. There'll be more at the same time tomorrow morning on the Full English Breakfast Show. 19 minutes past 7 o'clock. Now, this morning on France Info, uh, they were talking about this song and uh, going through the whole chords and the lyrics and saying that it was one of the best songs ever written, and it is often praised as one of the greatest songs ever written, and it's the beat Boys' finest record. And it just, listening to it, I just thought, my goodness, yes, you forget how good it is. The Beach Boys, and God only knows. I may not always love you, but long as there are stars above you. You never need to doubt it I'll make you so sure about it God only knows what I'd be without you If you should ever leave me Oh, life would still go on, believe me Northrop & Johnson Yacht Brokers have achieved extraordinary results recently, selling more exclusively listed yachts than any other company over the last 12 months. We've managed this by hiring some of the most extraordinary professionals in the super yacht sector. And now we're expanding our offices in Monaco, Antibes and Golfe-Jean with the same winning formula. Visit the career section of our website today and apply to join our global team of yachting experts. Northrop & Johnson. 
Choose Extraordinary. The Jazz Evenings are back at the Chateau de Bern near Lorg this summer. From Elodie Freger and André Manoukian to Electric Deluxe, Robin Bennett and many more. We promise exceptional shows in a dream setting and to enjoy alongside the music a delicious meal at the Bistro or Le Jardin de Bern restaurants. To book and discover the artists, go to jazzabern.com. Dota Immobilier is a major real estate agency in Monaco, also covering the French Riviera. Created in 1894, Dota has the property know-how to give you the best advice and offer you the personalized service that you deserve. Rentals, sales, and private management. Make the right choice. Contact Dota Immobilier, Dota.mc. That's D-O-T-T-A dot M-C. The station of Valberg is organizing the 7th edition of La Rondo Gourmande on the 16th of July. Come and enjoy a two-hour hike in a beautiful setting with gourmet stops to taste our local cuisine made with fresh seasonal products, ending with dessert at the Sainte-Marie Shelter. We look forward to welcoming you. Find out more at valberg.com. Don't miss the 106.5 Riviera Radio Full English Breakfast Show, brought to you by Air France of the largest networks in the world. Tune in every weekday morning from 7 to 10 for news, music and fun on the 106.5 Riviera Radio Full English Breakfast Show with Air France. France is in the air. La France est dans l'air. On FM and DAB Plus across the Côte d'Azur, on your phone and worldwide online. This is Riviera Radio with the latest local news for the south of France. Good morning, it's 7.30. I'm Sarah Lysett reporting. Uh, due to strike action by the SNCF, traffic on the TGV and intercity lines is expected to be disrupted on Wednesday, July the 6th. Uh, the service will also be severely disrupted in the Ile-de-France and on the TR network. SNCF railway workers have called for action demanding wage increases. Intercity traffic will also be disrupted with one train out of three on average and no traffic at night with the exception of the Paris-Nice line. TR traffic will be severely disturbed with two trains out of five on average. The details of the regional transport plans will be communicated by SNCF voyagers in each of the regions. Users are invited uh, to f go to find out more about the circulation of their train on the SNCF to go to the SNCF, SNCF app and on their TR website. International traffic will be less affected with a normal service on the Eurostar and Thales routes and almost normal on the Liria lines the France, Italy, France, Germany and France, Spain routes. Due to the risk of forest fires, four forest areas in the VAR have been put on a red alert uh, from today. Uh, given the weather conditions in the department, with Meteo France uh, forecasting a mistral of 55 kilometres an hour, uh, the VAR centre, the Haute-Var, Les Maure and the Saint-Baume are placed on severe risk and classified as red. Access is strictly prohibited. There are also concerns about cigarette butts, which should not be thrown out of the window when driving, as the main roads are often uh, the source of a fire. Meanwhile, water use restrictions have been announced for 40 communes around the team as the risk of drought intensifies. Among the affected communes are Antibes and Biot and towns along the Payon Valley. In these areas, it's forbidden to water your garden, wash your car, clean outdoors or play water games until July the 31st. You can still have your car washed by an authorised professional. Factories in the affected zone are required to reduce their water use by 60%. Most 
most of the rest of the department is on what's called an enhanced alert. It's strongly recommended to limit your water use where possible. Gardens should only be watered after 7pm or before 9am. Water levels in some parts of the Outmara team are at their second lowest level uh, since 1959. And while some heavy rain last week temporarily improved water levels, it wasn't enough to reverse the underlying trend. Uh, the drought alert could remain in place until autumn. In other news this Tuesday morning, a man has been hospitalised after nearly drowning in Rockabrune Cap Martin. The incident occurred on Monday afternoon at around 5pm. The individual was taken out of the water by rescuers and taken to Princess Grace Hospital here in Monaco. The exact circumstances of the accident are not yet known. Police have opened an investigation after a motorist under the influence of alcohol uh, crashed into a motorcyclist on the seafront between Canyon Samer and Saint-Laurent du Var on Monday afternoon. The incident occurred shortly after 4.30pm. The driver has been placed in police custody and the motorcyclist was taken to hospital uh, suffering slight injuries. The coronavirus incident rate in the Outmara team continues to rise, breaking through the mark of 1,000 cases per 100,000 inhabitants last week. This is the seventh wave of COVID. It started at the end of May, when the incident rate was just 200 cases per 100,000. The absolute record set in mid-January this year was 4,300 cases per 100,000 inhabitants. On Friday alone, 125,000 new cases of coronavirus were recorded nationwide. Just a week earlier, the figure was 80,000. The Memorial of the Angel of the Bay will be inaugurated at 3.30pm on July the 14th on the Promenade des Anglais, opposite the Palais de la Méditerranée, six years after the Nice attack which left 86 people dead and hundreds injured. The ceremony will see the unveiling of the work of a half-man, half-angel aluminium sculpture by Nice artist Jean-Marie Fondacaro. A second beach in Monton has officially uh, been classified as smoking-free. After the Plage du Fosson, it's the Plage des Sablettes near the Old Port that now gets the official label from the National League Against Cancer. The ban has technically been in place since last year, but hasn't been very strictly enforced. Uh, from this summer, Monton is promising a zero-tolerance policy with fines of €68. Euros. During a recent clean-up, 9,500 cigarette butts were picked up from the beaches of Monton. A smoking remains allowed on on the town's other beaches, but it is forbidden everywhere to leave cigarette butts in the sand. Michel-Edouard Leclerc, president of E. Leclerc's hypermarkets in France, has reacted to the 12 cents discount from Total Energy's petrol stations, saying that he doesn't care as he is already cheaper. Leclerc made the comments on Monday morning during the opening of a renovated service station on the A8 motorway at Lesterel in the VAR. Leclerc also mentioned the need to preserve the purchasing power of the French and his desire to keep the same price for products sold in motorway service areas as in his hypermarkets. The Total Energies Group had announced a discount in its stations located on the motorways of France last week. And finally, the villa of deceased businessman Bernard Tappy has been put up for auction. Uh, the Mandala in Saint-Tropez will be auctioned as part of the liquidation of Tappy's assets. Indebted before his death for some 600 million euros, the auction is taking place in Belgium on Wednesday and the starting price is reportedly 65 million euros. Riviera Radio, Sports News.
In football, Manchester City have signed Leeds United midfielder uh, Calvin Phillips for £45 million. The 26-year-old England international has signed a six-year deal with the Premier League champions. Here's more football news from BBC Sport. BBC Premier League update from the home of Premier League football. Hello, I'm Andy Barwell at the BBC Sports Centre. Manchester United looks to be the destination for Christian Eriksen after he verbally agreed in principle to join the club. The deal is still to be finalised, but contracts are being prepared and it would be a three-year deal. But the former United and Denmark international player Anders Lindegaard is backing Eriksen to become a success at Old Trafford. I think Christian has got a special kind of mentality and a mentality I think will suit United very much as well. He's, he's not in football for the fame of it or for the money of it or for the luxury lifestyle or showing off or getting respect or all, all these reasons a lot of modern football players are, are, are in the game for. But Christian is in football for the love of the game in, in a way that I that I don't know anyone else is is just in the game just for that, only, only um, worrying about that, the love of the game. Meanwhile, Manchester City have completed the signing of the Leeds United midfielder Calvin Phillips for $55 million. The England international has signed a six-year deal with the Premier League champions and is looking forward to live with Pep Guardiola's team. I'm going to learn a lot from not just Pep, but the whole team and... You know, even other players that are playing in my position. That's one of the main things why I joined here was, you know, to be coached by Pep and to have the influence with all the stars in the team and, you know, just integrate with them well and, you know, learn a lot of new things and excel in my game even more than what it has done in the last four years. That's Manchester City's new midfield star, Calvin Phillips. For more football news on the BBC, go to bbc.com slash football. BBC Premier League update from the home of Premier League football. And in cricket, uh, Edgbaston officials are investigating allegations of racist behaviour by members of the crowd during the ongoing test between England and India. One account on social media said there was racist abuse directed at India fans in the Eric Holly stand. Another stated the disgusting racism uh, faced was, uh, was some of the worst abuse we've ever experienced at a match. Edgbaston officials apologised and said they would investigate the matter as soon as possible. And finally, Rugby Union Wales prop Thomas Francis is out of the tour to South Africa after suffering concussion in last Saturday's first test defeat. The 30-year-old was carried off after sustaining a head blow shortly after coming off the bench in the second half and no replacement has been called up. The Marine Weather Forecast, brought to you by Savannah Yacht Centre. For coastal areas up to 20 miles offshore, the Outmara team and the VAR, the general situation is a depression of 1,015 millibars. Winds are northwesterly, force 2 to 4. Uh, the sea is moderate to rough with good visibility. And the barometric pressure for San Juan Cap Fra is 1,015 millibars. For North Corsica, winds are westerly, force 2 to 4. The sea is moderate to rough with good visibility. And the barometric pressure for Cap Course is 1,014 millibars. The Marine Weather Forecast, brought to you by Savannah Yacht Center, the leading U.S. superyacht maintenance, refit and repair facility for yachts up to 140 meters. Find out more at savannahyc.com. The Weather Forecast is brought to you by Camper and Nicholson's Yacht Management Division. 
Sunny with a gentle breeze, highs of 29 degrees in Nice and St Paul de Vence, 31 degrees in Cannes in the Var along the coast in Saint-Tropez, sunny with a moderate breeze, highs of 33 degrees and reaching 36 degrees inland. And this evening going down to 19 degrees with clear skies. And the outlook for Wednesday and Thursday, remaining fine, highs of 29 to 31 degrees. The weather forecast brought to you by Camper and Nicholson's Yacht Management Division. Our qualified team of yacht management experts offer bespoke advice and services to owners and captains alike. Visit camperandnicholsons.com. Finally, most dog owners won't bat an eyelid when their pet sniffs another dog's rear end. Sorry if you're having a breakfast. But a new study has warned that the common behaviour can increase the risk of an unusual uh, cancer, uh, which is trans. Uh, transmitted in this way between dogs. However, the researchers say that it's more common in male dogs than female dogs as they spend more time uh, doing something to the other dog's bottom end. <laughs> You're up to date. <laughs> I tried to say that in the most polite way possible. That didn't work, did it? All the news is available on our website, rivieradio.mc. Uh, check out our Facebook page, 106.5 uh, Riviera Radio. Uh, coming up, it's Tuesday, so we'll have the top yachts. We'll have the news from the BBC at 8 o'clock. After 8 o'clock, it'll be the pop quiz. Over to you. Hank Potts from Barclays will be with us at uh, just uh, past quarter to nine. And special guest this morning, English journalist, television presenter and writer Richard Maidley uh, will be live with me in the studio, studio after 9am. Uh, uh, so can't wait. He's made it. He's in the Principality as we speak. We're talking with pets. It's the Pet Shop Boys and always on my mind. Riviera Radio Business News, brought to you by Barclays. In this morning's business news, France's finance minister Bruno Le Maire has said that the government is considering financial aid to those who have to use their car to get to work. The aid would be paid depending on the level of income. Le Maire announced a proposal on Monday which would see the introduction of a new fuel allowance for those who are obliged to use their car. The minister added that the government is working on more generous compensation for all those having to use their car to get to work. A discount of 18 centimes per litre of fuel has been applied at the pump for all motorists since April the 1st to soften the impact of soaring oil prices and the purchasing power law will propose to extend this measure until the end of August. Meanwhile, in the UK, 12 people have been arrested after protesters used rolling roadblocks to bring parts of the M4 to a standstill during demonstrations over high fuel prices. Groups of motorists took part in slowdowns, occupying all three lanes and dropping their speed to back up traffic behind them. At least 12 have been arrested on the M4 for breaching a legal notice issued by police before the protest. Also in the UK, Kellogg's has lost a legal challenge against the government over new food regulations that would stop some of its cereals being prominently displayed in shops. The maker of Cocoa Pops and All Bran took legal action against the Department of Health and Social Care over the rules, which will come into force this October. Under the plans, there will be restrictions on where certain types of foods can be displayed in supermarkets or on their websites. 
and hotel group Accor has announced an ambitious plan to bring back the legendary Orient Express by 2024. The company wants to restore 17 original carriages from the Orient Express, dating back to the 1920s and 30s. Accor jointly owns the Orient Express brand alongside the SNCF, but it's been licensed out to various operators over the years. No details have yet been released about possible timetables or fares. Barclays Private Bank brings you Riviera Radio Business News on 106.5 FM. At Barclays, our size is your strength. And we've been using the entire reach of the Barclays Group to bring a global perspective and unique investment opportunities to our clients in Monaco since 1922. To find out more, search Barclays Private Bank or call the Monaco Private Banking Team on 9315-3535. Apologies, I forgot this bit on the foreign exchanges. One euro is worth one US dollar a point forty-two cents. Uh, the British pound is buying one US dollar point twenty-one cents. The pound's worth one euro sixteen cents, which means the euro is trading at eighty-six point thirteen pence. The Swiss franc is buying one US dollar forty cents and ninety-nine point seventy-seven euro cents. A Bitcoin, it's gone up a little bit, uh, twenty thousand two hundred one dollars twenty-four cents. Ethereum, one thousand one hundred forty-four dollars thirty-five cents. And finally, commodities. The price of an ounce of gold, $1,809.67, and a barrel of Brent crude, $113.47. For property services in Monaco, across the Côte d'Azur, and throughout the French Alps, contact Savills, the local property experts with a truly international reach. Think property, think Savills. Fancy lunch with a sea view, a romantic dinner, or just a quick drink after work? With 50 restaurants and brands, Cap 3 Mille, awarded best shopping centre in the world, welcomes you morning, day and night. French, Italian, Asian cuisines and many more. With over 500 square metres of terrace facing the Med, there is something for everyone. Cap 3 Mille, 50 food destinations to satisfy every palate. Find the whole list at cap3mille.fr. Cap 3 Mille, shop, food, fun, enjoy. BMW. What did you do this weekend? We went in a car with a big, big screen and it parked itself. Wow. Where did you go? Hmm, don't know. Escape with the family on board the brand new BMW 2 Series Active Tourer and enjoy a modern design with new onboard technology for an unparalleled onboard experience. Now available at your BMW dealer, JPV Fréjus, Bayern Avenue Cannes, Nice Premium Motors and BMW Store Monaco. Find out more at BMW.fr. The City of Cannes presents the Plage, Cabane et Coquillage exhibition by film producer and artist Agnès Varda. Discover the cabins and facilities she used in her films. The exhibition is taking place in two different locations, La Malmaison Art Centre and the Villa d'Omergue from the 8th of July. Find out more at Cannes.com. For property services in Monaco, across the Côte d'Azur and the French Alps, contact Savills, local property experts with a truly international reach. Think property, think Savills. The Traffic and Travel, brought to you by Polygon Riviera, your open-air shopping centre in Cagnes-sur-Mer. 
8.15, look at the train network. There's a 10-minute delay on the Nice to Montan. The 8.51 is running 10 minutes late. And uh, be aware that there's strike action announced for tomorrow. Uh, taking a look at the A8 motorway. Hey, they've woken up. Uh, the exits, 42, Mujah in both directions. It's very slow moving. It's uh, very slow moving coming into Monaco off the A8 motorway. But the tunnel is currently open. And uh, they're saying allow an extra five minutes after exit 49. Uh, saint laurent heading towards Italy as it's extremely congested in that area of the A8 motorway. On the arrivals at Nice International Airport, uh, the flight expected in from Zurich, the 8.35, uh, won't be landing until 10 past 9. And on the departures, as I mentioned earlier, the 8.15 uh, leaving for Naples, the Wizz Air flight uh, will not be leaving until 10 past 9. The Traffic and Travel, brought to you by Polygon Riviera. Open-air shopping and leisure centre in Cagnes-sur-Mer. 150 shops and restaurants, free parking, relaxation areas and art trail. Visit polygon-riviera.fr. 10 to 8, the full English breakfast show on Riviera Radio. We'll have top yachts. A look at the papers and the news from the BBC at 8 o'clock. And then uh, after 8 o'clock, it will be, of course, the pop quiz over to you. Eddie Grant. Going back to 1983, it was one of the biggest hits of the year in Electric Avenue. Of course, the song refers to Electric Avenue in London and the 1981 Brixton Riot. Hey! Now in the street there is violence and none allowed to work to be done. No place to hang out or washing and then I can't Electric Avenue, 7.54, The Full English Breakfast Show. Taking a look at the front pages in the UK this morning, the Times police have been urged by the government to take a zero-tolerance approach to fuel campaigners amid fears that go-slow protests on motorways could continue uh, through the summer. Uh, this reports on the Times after convoys of protesters brought parts of the road network to a standstill on Monday. It's the same story on the front page of uh, the... Also, the Daily Mail reports on the same story. Home Secretary uh, says has urged police to use tough new powers to stop fuel protesters, uh, bringing Britain's roads to a halt. Uh, she said officers should arrest and charge drivers behind go slow a protest following a day of disruption. The forecast is brought to you by Heinen and Hopman, air conditioning specialists who will keep you cool. 
Sunny with a gentle breeze, highs of 29 degrees in Nice and St Paul de Vence, 31 degrees in Cannes, in the VAR along the coast in Saint Tropez. Sunny with a moderate breeze, although they have said a, f- a mistral is expected to blow up with winds of up to 55 kilometres an hour this afternoon. Highs of 33 degrees and reaching 36 degrees inland. Uh, this evening, uh, going down to 19 degrees with clear skies. The outlook for Wednesday and Thursday, remaining fine. Highs of 29 to 31 degrees. Il meteo vi offerto da Heinen and Hopman France. Offriamo assistenza e manutenzione per sistemi di condizionamento, ventilazione meccanica e refrigerazione per tutti gli yacht della zona. Per saperne di più e prendere un appuntamento, HeinenHopmanFrance.com morning, seven minutes past eight o'clock. If you've just joined me, you're listening to the Full English Breakfast Show on Riviera Radio. A top news story is that due to strike action by the SNCF, a traffic on the TGV and intercity lines, as well as some regional lines, is expected to be disrupted tomorrow, Wednesday, July the 6th. More on that story coming up at 8.30. And in sport, in football, uh, it was a, a good deal for, who was it for? It was, yes, Man City have signed Leeds United midfielder Calvin Phillips for £45 million. Also coming up this hour, shortly it will be the pop quiz and over to you. I'll be telling you that uh, the Euro Million jackpot could make you UK's biggest ever lottery winner with the incredible £186 million, which is up for grabs tonight. What would you do with £186 million? Also coming up, uh, Hank Potts will be with me uh, from Barclays at quarter to nine. And then after nine o'clock, our special guest, English journalist, television presenter and writer Richard Maidley uh, will be with me live in the studio starting this hour with the All Saints and Never Ever. A few questions that I need to know How you could ever hurt me so I need to know what I've done wrong and how long it's been going on Was it that I never paid enough attention or did I not Give enough affection Not only will your answers keep me sane But I'll know never to make the same mistake again You can tell me to my face Or even on the phone You can write it in a letter Either way and travel brought to you by monaco-occasions.com on the region's train network, as I mentioned earlier on, the 8.51 Nice to Montan is running 10 minutes late and their strike action is announced for tomorrow, although not, no details have been given yet of how it's going to affect the trains regionally. I'll keep you updated throughout the show. And taking a look at the A8 motorway, slow moving still in both directions at exit 42 Mouja, as well as coming off the A8 motorway into Monaco. Uh, the tunnel is currently opening. Opening? It's currently open, but it has been known to close at some uh, points 
flights this morning on the arrivals at Nice International Airport. Uh, there's a delay on the Paris Orly flight, the 8.35 EasyJet flight. Uh, won't be landing. Uh, we'll be landing five minutes later at 8.40. And taking a look at on the departures, there's just that delay uh, for the flight leaving for Naples. It was due to leave at quarter past eight. Uh, the Wizz Air flight uh, won't be leaving now until at ten past nine. Traffic and travel, brought to you by Monaco-Occasions.com, offering the largest range of prestigious vehicles in Monaco, with over 200 available used cars. It's past eight o'clock and it's time for this morning's pop quiz. Uh, this morning's question. It was on this day in 1975. I want to know which member of the Rolling Stones was arrested in, uh, on a highway patrol in the US uh, on charges of reckless driving and possessing an offensive weapon, a seven-inch hunting knife. Uh, which Rolling Stones member of the Rolling Stones was arrested on this day in 1975 in the US uh, during a highway patrol on a charges of reckless driving and possessive, possessing an offensive weapon. If you think you know, studio at rivieradio.mc. Also uh, in 1975 in the UK, it was the year when actor Charlie Chaplin uh, was knighted by the Queen. It was also the year that the comedy film Monty Python and the Holy Grail was released. And uh, the first episode of the popular sitcom Faulty Towers was broadcast on BBC Two. So if you think you know the answer uh, to this morning's pop quiz, a studio at uh, rivieradio.mc and we'll be having one of the winners of the pop quiz will be joining me after nine o'clock yes uh, journalist television presenter and writer Richard Maidley will be live with me in the studio uh, just after the BBC News at nine so whilst you're thinking about the answer we're going to go back to 1987 and this was a five number five a UK a chart hit single baby 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 well why not marshmallow <laughs> Wet, wet, wet and sweet little mystery. And Sweet Little Mystery, 8.23, the Full English Breakfast Show on Riviera Radio. Congratulations to Edward, who was the first up with the correct answer this morning for the pop quiz. Yes, I asked you which Rolling Stones member was arrested on this day in 1975. It was, of course, uh, Keith Richards. So more of the pop quiz tomorrow morning at the same time. And best of luck to all of those, especially Charlotte, who's going off this morning uh, to collect the baccalaureate results. Uh, so fingers crossed for everyone who's getting their results today. And well, as my dad always used to say to me, at any stressful moment in my life, don't worry, it's only rock and roll. <laughs> Here are the Rolling Stones with its only rock and roll. New sport and weather's next.
Because in today's climate, you need the right information from a trusted source, the weather forecast is brought to you by Nice Properties, your real estate partner on the French Riviera. Sunny with a gentle breeze, highs of 29 degrees in Nice and St. Paul de Vence, reaching 31 degrees in Cannes. In the VAR along the coast in Saint-Tropez, sunny with a moderate breeze, highs of 33 degrees and reaching 36 degrees inland in the VAR. This evening going down to 19 degrees with clear skies. The outlook for Wednesday and Thursday remaining fine, highs of 29 to 31 degrees. The weather forecast brought to you by Nice Properties. Four agencies from Cannes to Beausoleil and 25 collaborators to help you purchase or sell a quality property on the French Riviera. Visit nice-properties.com. Finally, the UK's biggest lottery winner could be crowned today when a £186 million Euromillion jackpot goes up for grabs. What would you do with £186 million? The cash could put a British winner above both Harry Styles and Adele on the Sunday Times Rich List uh, with the prize equivalent to winning Wimbledon 93 times. Uh, it would also topple the British record prize which was uh, recently set two months ago when the couple uh, re- they scooped 184 million pounds in the Euro Million jackpot. It would also make the UK the luckiest Euro Million nation, overtaking France's 117 wins to date uh, since the first draw in February uh, 2004. I always thought the UK was ahead of France. I always thought there were more. Maybe it's because they get announced more in uh, the UK than they do in France. People tend to stay a bit stum uh, when they win the lottery in France. There have already been three UK Euro Million jackpot winners this year alone. So why not? You know, you've got to be in it to win it. Uh, you're up to date. The news is available on our website, rivieradio.mc, and you can check out our Facebook page, 106.5 Riviera Radio. Hank Potts from Barclays will be up shortly with all the latest business news. Uh, we'll have uh, the BBC News live from London at 9 o'clock. And special guest after nine o'clock, English journalist, television presenter and writer Richard Maidley will be live in the studio with me, uh, choosing his three favourite tracks and telling me why, and also talking about his career and what he's doing here on the Riviera. If you have a question you'd like to put to Richard, then studio at rivieradio.mc. I better go and get my face on. I'm not used to having live guests. I'm going in my pyjamas. <laughs> Oh dear, getting a bit nervous. Player, talking of the lottery. And Baby, come back. 8.41, the Full English Breakfast Show on Riviera Radio.
mask of false bravado Trying to keep up a smile that hides a tear But as the sun goes down, get that Riviera Radio Business News Morning, Hank Good morning How are you this morning? I'm very well. It's a beautiful summer's day here in the UK. It's uh, absolutely lovely. Perfect blue skies, sun is out already, set to be another wonderful day at Wimbledon. So we're, we're feeling good about the world. And how are the markets? Are they beautiful too? Uh, well, US markets, of course, closed for the 4th of July celebrations, but European equity markets did advance yesterday as bargain hunters stepped in after European stocks registered their worst first half performance since 2008. Buyers came in even as economic growth concerns continued to limit appetite for riskier assets. Stock 600 in Europe was up four tenths to one percent. I think investors were now focused on the second quarter earnings season. Companies come into the market and tell us how well they've done over the previous three months. Perhaps more importantly than that, those or those outlook statements. Um, so we'll be seeing if corporate profitability can hold up as costs rise and margins are squeezed. Good news is we are looking at a second day of gains on the European board, certainly at the open. Currently calling the FTSE up 26 points. DAX over in Frankfurt up 90 points. CAC in Paris up 31 points. And um, what about the inflation in Switzerland? Inflation in Switzerland accelerated to its fastest pace in nearly three decades, something we've heard, heard of course, around the world, but only hitting 3.4% in June. The, the uh, pace is up from 2.9% in May and well above the SNB's 2% target, although still significantly below that plus 8% CPI that we've seen registered in the Eurozone. The Swiss National Bank blamed the acceleration in prices on the war in Ukraine and supply chain bottlenecks. Print came off the Swiss Central Bank unexpectedly raised rates for the first time since 2007. Remember, they hiked by 50 basis points, taking the rate to minus 0.25% at the June meeting. SMB chief Thomas Jordan said inflationary pressures remain high and officials may have to hike rates once again. The resilient Swiss economy, higher rates has been pushing the franc to parity against the euro. In fact, it's been trading at its highest level in seven years against the single currency. Swiss economy, less vulnerable to an inflation shock. You've got a competitive consumer environment, less exposed to global energy markets. You've seen wage restraint coming through from companies. And remember, the strong franc helps reduce the importing of inflation as well. But still, like everywhere else, price pressures are filtering through to the Swiss economy. And the European gas prices are on the rise again. We've said that quite a bit during the course of this year. European gas prices rose to their highest level in almost four months as planned strikes in Norway now threaten to tighten the European energy market that's already reeling from Russia's supply cuts. Prices which have already more than doubled during the course of this year rose 10% yesterday. About 13% of Norway's daily gas exports are at risk amid plans to escalate an impending strike by managers. Three fields are set to be shut uh, uh, by uh, by managers today and uh, that's going to put pressure across those supply chains. Norwegian supply of course is becoming increasingly important for the continent after shipments from Russia have slumped. The impact as we know of higher energy prices, the rationing of energy has been filtering through the European economy, it's been fueling inflation, it's resulting in this cost of living crisis playing out and potentially driving concerns that we could be looking at a technical recession in the Eurozone later this year.
And I presume you haven't got caught up in these go-slow protests on the motorways in the UK. No, it's all been pretty miserable. You can see that cost of living crisis playing out in the UK as well. You can see concerns around disruption in every area of transport, whether it's from the airlines or whether it's from the railways. And yesterday we had the haulage industry uh, protesting about the high cost of fuel big go slows right across the motorways bringing the country to a near standstill so the summer of discontent as it's been called is certainly in evidence in the uk even as the sun shines and the foreign exchanges please hank Pound against dollar coming in at 121. Euro dollar down to 104. Can you get 1 euro 16 cents for your british pound this morning well, have a great day hank and try and enjoy the sunshine if you have time have a good day. Speak to you tomorrow. Hank Potts from Barclays. Barclays Private Bank has been in Monaco for 100 years. Since we opened our doors here in 1922, we have enabled our clients to invest in tomorrow and to influence it, drawing on experience, insights and ideas to help them create the world they want to make possible. And we're only just getting started. 100 years in Monaco, 100 years young. The weather forecast brought to you by Port Vauban, Europe's largest marina. Sunny with a gentle breeze, highs of 29 degrees in Nice and St Paul de Vence, 31 degrees in Cannes. In the VAR along the coast in Saint Tropez, sunny with a moderate breeze, highs of 33 degrees and reaching 36 degrees inland in the VAR. This evening going down to 19 degrees with clear skies and the outlook for Wednesday and Thursday remaining fine, highs of 29 to 31 degrees. The weather forecast brought to you by Paul Vauban, welcoming you all year round, whether it's for a short or a long stay, or even if you're looking to secure a long-term berth for all yacht sizes up to 160 metres. Find out more at leportvauban.com. The beach weather forecast brought to you by the Plage Beau Rivage in Nice. Sea temperature today is 22 degrees. The UV level is a high nine. The sun rose here in Monaco at 5.54 and will set this evening at 14 minutes past nine o'clock. And the air temperature in the Altmara team is 29 degrees. The beach weather forecast brought to you by the Plage Beau Rivage, the legendary sunbathing Nice for relaxing, chilling out and enjoying summer. Visit plagenicebeaurivage.com. Traffic and travel, brought to you by monaco-occasions.com. It's still rather slow moving on the A8 motorway coming off at Monaco. The tunnel is open, but it's rather congested there as usual at this time in the morning. And in both directions at exit 42 Mougins. Taking a look at Nice International Airport, uh, the 9.35 on the arrivals from Geneva, the EasyJet flight EJU1377 is running late. They haven't given a time to that flight yet. And taking a look on the departures, uh, there is just that one that I mentioned uh, that was leaving for... uh, uh, where was it going? I can't remember now. <laughs> it was going to Naples. It was late leaving. It wasn't leaving until uh, 9.15 when it was due to leave at 5 past 8. Traffic and travel. Brought to you by Monaco-Occasions.com. Offering the largest range of prestigious vehicles in Monaco. With over 200 available used cars.
minutes past nine o'clock. Now, it would normally be time for three in a row with a link, but forget all of that because I've got a very special guest with me live in the studio and it's time for me to introduce him. I met him not through social media, but through the power of radio when he, funnily enough, entered the pop quiz on the Filling Dish Bro- Breakfast Show, uh, to which I reacted that some participant goes by the name of the famous English journalist, television presenter and writer Richard Maidley. And it turned out that it was you. Uh, so let me apologise now, Richard. Uh, good morning and welcome to Riviera Radio. <laughs> good morning. Well, at least you didn't confuse me with, with Richard Madden, the actor. There was a fantastic picture in The Guardian last week. They were speculating who was going to be the next James Bond. And they had a list of about six names. And one of them was Richard Madden, the actor. And the picture desk at The Guardian clearly didn't sort of have a clue who he was or possibly even who I was. And they put my picture in. So my kids were absolutely thrilled. <laughs> <I was laughs> James Bond. Bond. Absolutely. Fantastic. At 66, I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> well, thank you very much for coming in at this time in the morning, but you're used to early mornings, aren't you? Yeah, it's, well, I mean, I, I normally get up at about uh, quarter past four to go in and do Good Morning Britain, um, which is actually quite late. Uh, most of the other presenters, uh, particularly the women, they get up a good hour earlier. But, you know, th- they take a little bit longer, obviously, in sort of hair and makeup. I just sort of dash in and have some stuff thrown on me and then get into the studio. What time do you get up to do this? I get up uh, four. Four, yeah. yeah. It's never all right, is it? It's never normal. <laughs> It doesn't normal. seem to get any better. No, no. it doesn't, no. But uh, you were telling me just a moment ago, it's your first time in Monaco, and it's obviously mm. a different location to your beginnings at Radio uh, Carlisle. That's right, yeah. Uh, so tell me, what brings you to this part of the world? Well, we've been coming here since, let me see, Judy and I first came here on our first holiday together um, in 1984. Uh, and just, we came to Saint-Paul-de-Vence, and we, we met, without making a reservation, incredibly, we managed to get into the Colon d'Or for lunch, you know, which is unheard of, uh, and just fell in love with the whole region. I think she'd been once or twice before, but I'd never been to the south of France, and it was just a revelation. It's, just, it is, it's still so beautiful, and it's still pretty classy, isn't it, you know, when you compare it to other Mediterranean resorts. And then, you know, when good fortune smiled on us, and, you know, we'd, we'd had a few years doing uh, This Morning, and then the Channel 4 show, we, uh, we bought a place. Um, we, we got a villa uh, just outside Vance, um, quite close to St. Paul. can actually see the Colondor from, from our, our balcony. Um, and, so, and we've had that since 19, uh, let me think, 1995, 96. And um, we come every, we come every summer. And have a nice summer here on the Riviera. Oh, that's fantastic. When you have time, because uh, tell me a bit about uh, your experience at Good Morning Britain and how, how's it all going? Well, basically, I'm a sort of um, a fill-in. Uh, as, uh, you know, Piers, who's a mate of mine, I've known Piers Morgan, God, for about 35 years now. We were at the same journalist college together in Harlow in Essex, although we weren't there at the same time. He's a little bit younger than me. Not much, Piers, not much. Um, there's, a, there's that great after-dinner joke, isn't there, where you, like, maybe it's somebody's 70th birthday. This is the Barry Cry joke, and you're making the speech in the honour, and you're raising the glasses, and you say, and I have to say, Harry, and we'd all agree here, you don't look 70, and then you pause a beat, and you say, you did once. But, <laughs> so I use that with Piers a lot. No, um, so yeah, Piers famously marched off um, in the huge row that uh, happened uh, just every year ago. And I'd already been filling in for him, uh, probably since about 2017. So they got me to do a few more, and then a few more, and then a few more. But I'm not, I, you know, I'm not his, I'm not the new Piers Morgan. I'm not the official replacement. I'm just going in and having fun. And I tend to do it three days a week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, I've got the summer off, and I'm expecting to go back and do it through up until Christmas. But we'll just see. I mean, I'm not, I'm not chasing that particular dragon, as, as I keep saying to people who ask me. They say, well, you know, do you want a three-year deal or something? And I'm always saying, I've kind of had my career arc. You know, I mean, I'm, now I work for fun, really. You know, I do stuff that, that I enjoy. And I really enjoy doing GMB. It's a great fun show to be on. 
Well, as you say, that the list is long of your career, uh, what you've done during your career, obviously starting out in local newspapers. That's right, yeah. How, how would you say today uh, the industry has changed? Well, it's been hugely affected by social media um, and by podcasting as well. I mean, that the whole business, whether it's radio, n- newspapers, the, the, old, the old form of media generally has been transformed by social media and by podcasting. I mean, basically anybody can be a broadcaster now. Anybody can, can, can write an article and, and publish it online, you know. And that's taken away, I suppose, if you like, the specialness and the exclusivity of, uh, of, of media across, across the world. You know, when I started, if you wanted to know what was happening locally, well, there wasn't even local radio back in 1972 when I started. You, you bought the local paper. So circulation figures were really high. I mean, you know, it was, it was a good living to, to work in, in, in the local press and all that's pretty much gone now. And what was your influence? Who would you say influenced you to get into the, the oh, media? my father. Uh, my dad was uh, a journalist but by training. He was uh, he worked in newspapers in Canada, where he met my mum and brought her back. Then he moved into PR and he worked for Ford. But he used to tell me all these stories about <clears throat> what it was like being a newspaper reporter. And it always sounded kind of as glamorous as you'd expect it to be, really. Um, especially working in Canada. And he did a few shifts over in Detroit and America and stuff. So that was always at the back of my mind. What I really, really wanted to do was be a supersonic jet pilot. I wanted to be in the RAF and be a fighter pilot and I really did it wasn't just a silly boyhood fantasy I, it was my ambition uh, but when I was about 13 or 14 my eyes went very slightly short-sighted for a while and I was told that you can't fly jets wearing glasses so that I didn't want to fly anything else so that dream went out the window and plan B was to be a reporter and I wrote to the local paper uh, when I was 16 in a break between my GCSEs and A levels asked for basically work experience and ended up staying there for three years. Oh, obviously did the right thing. I think so, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I have no regrets. <laughs> We're going to take a little break because you've chosen three tracks to play in this hour and you're going to tell me why you've chosen uh, the three tracks. We're going to start with The Power of Love, mm. Huey Lewis and the News from 1985. Of course, it was also the soundtrack uh, to the blockbuster film Back to the Future. Yeah. Why this song? Well, partly, as you say, because of the association with the film, which is just one of the best laughs, isn't it? Back to the Future. It's such a good film. It just works on every level. And But this particular song... Um, Actually, it's it's more to do with my my radio experience. I mean, I sit in, I sat and used to sit in for good old Terry Wogan on his Sunday brunch on Radio Two, and, and now occasionally I sit in for his successor Michael Ball. And if I possibly can, I open with this track because I think I don't know if you agree, but I think it's a great show opener. It's got it's got fantastic rhythm. It's got a great melody, which is actually a very complicated melody. It's quite if you try and sing along with this, it, there's quite a few key changes and a great intro with brass and guitars. Just fantastic. Huey Lewis and the News, the Power of Love. the news and the power of love on Riviera Radio. 18 minutes past at 9 o'clock, uh, the Full English Breakfast Show and that was chosen by my special guest this morning, English journalist, television presenter and writer Richard Maidley. Uh, you just explained why you chose that song. It's a great track, isn't it? It is fantastic, yeah. as you say. It's great to open a show with. Yeah. Uh, Talking about your career, and this fits in with a question I had prepared, but a listener has also mm-hmm. asked a similar question. As a journalist, what would be one of your most memorable moments as maybe one of your most successful interviews and one of your more disastrous experiences? <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, the, probably the two successful interv- most successful interviews, and certainly the ones I'll, I look back on as a sort of, you know, a high point that I did with Judy on this morning was, uh, first of all, with Hillary Clinton, uh, who gave her only UK interview 
interview to us. Uh, I don't know how we got it, but she did. And it was a really, she was, I mean, she's such an interesting person. Whatever you think of her politics and all the rest, she's so interesting and clever. And it was a really, really great exchange. We, I think we scheduled it in for about 10 minutes and it lasted about 20 in the end, maybe even half an hour. And at the end of it, she, she was very pleased with it. And she said that Bill was coming over to the UK the next year to, to publicise his book and she'd make sure he, he did us. And he did. And he came up to Liverpool at the Albert Dock where we used to present and we did Bill Clinton. And that was great because he was relaxed because, you know, his wife had said, you like them, it'll be fun. And yeah, those are the highlights. The, low, the lowest point was... I don't know if you can remember now, but in the mid-90s, O.J. Simpson, the, you know, the, the juice, uh, was sensationally acquitted of murder. And most people thought that he'd done it. Uh, and that he got off. And, and that, that was the general feeling. And he came to the UK and he gave us, me and Judy, his only interview in a special programme that we put out between 7 o'clock and 7.30 on ITV. And... Uh, it was a big interview and it was very heavily trailed in all the newspapers and radio stations and you know he got a huge number of people tuning in and it was televised in America as well and at the last minute literally an hour before we went on air live this was a live interview the then head of the channel who I will not name dropped his bottle basically and said I don't think we should be giving the full half hour to this guy he's so controversial we'll have to run a pre-recorded interview with, with Neil Diamond in the second half and we said but that in ITV terms that only gives us about eight minutes what are you talking about and he wouldn't budge and these days I would have walked I, I would I would have not done the interview and I'm, I'm sure you would feel the same but you know it was a long time ago we were still climbing the ladder and we thought we better do it and we tried to shoehorn an impossible interview into eight minutes and we were just getting going when the axe came down and Judy had to turn to camera and say well that's what we got time for OJ after the break Neil Diamond and you could hear the audience gasp what but they've only just got started and we got so much flack for that it wasn't our fault but we got the flack and people said that we'd run away from the interview and that was a that was the career low point that was horrible journalistically it was so frustrating and you know and what's it like working with Judy and your wife? And, I mean, how... Well, we met, you see, in the newsroom. Uh, I joined Granada Television from Yorkshire Television, um, and Judy was working with a, a presenter called Tony Wilson, who was like Mr. Manchester back then, the late Tony Wilson, wonderful guy. And I joined the lineup on Granada Reports, which was the nightly regional news show, 6 to 6.30 or 6.30 to 7. Uh, so we were colleagues for the first year, and we really got on. Uh, we got on almost straight away. We, we, we presented well together. We had a nice vibe together. Tony went off to do other things, and so it ended up with just me being with Judy. We were both married to other people at the time, although both of us were going through divorces. And then after a year, as we were separating from, from our then partners, we realised we were falling for each other. It took a year for, for the penny to drop, but it did one day when we were filming together in Blackpool. And we came back to Manchester in a black cab and realised in the cab coming back in the dark that this was not two colleagues <laughs> coming home from, from a day at the office. Uh, and the rest is history. So, Presenting with Judy on this morning and then Richard and Judy on Channel 4 for a total of 21 years mm. was just an extension of what what we'd already started, you know. So it was it was never a case of you're married and now you're going to start presenting together. We'd all, that's, it was the other way around, you know, so it was never a big deal. Yeah, we, and a question here from Anthony who says, going back to before the record where I was asking mm. about what you thought about the industry and how it has changed, he says, could you ask Richard if live television is more difficult now when one slip could cost you your job? Well, it depends how seriously you and your employers take social media. I mean, I certainly, for some reason, and I'm not quite sure why, when I look at other broadcasters and what they say and what they get away with, but I'd certainly find that they only have to cough in the wrong direction on Good Morning 
Britain. And I'll come off air at nine o'clock to a Twitter storm. Um, now, the question is, do they matter? And I think that just depends on what it is you've done. Um, and, you know, you can get a tremendously negative reaction and a positive one to things which are really unimportant and trivial and don't matter at all. And the reaction you get is completely out of proportion. Now, the trick is not to pay attention to it. But also, you know, if you do make a mistake and, and, and then the world turns and bites your bum, accept it and hold your hands up and say you made a mistake. But I don't think that the risk of getting the sack is any higher now than it was before social media. But it, if you're not careful, it can mess with your mind. And I work very hard to make sure that it doesn't mess with the mind. I don't read it. I don't go online after the show and see what people are saying. I just occasionally, someone might mention that there's been a bit of a, a Twitter storm and I sort of shrug and go, well, good. And it's all over in a couple of hours. So I don't pay any attention at all. I just broadcast, do my best, try and be professional and try not to screw up. Writer, journalist, uh, television presenter Richard Maitley is with me live until uh, 10 o'clock. We're going to be playing another track now. Uh, Status quo and Caroline. <laughs> now, why this one? Well, because it's just again quo uh, in a totally different way from Huey Lewis and the News and that first track. They're just they were just great fun. Um, they attracted a fair amount of opprobrium in the seventies for for, for 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 keeping it too simple, just simple four bar blues. But I love that. I, it's it's a kind of inheritance from Chuck Berry, isn't it? That that kind of very simple, usually in the key of E, uh, uh, straight rock. And I think Caroline absolutely exemplifies the quo sound and of course they actually they entered public affection when they opened live live aid didn't they and they opened the set but just the, just the basic rick parfitt's guitar here is just such fun Quo and Caroline, chosen by my special guest, uh, Richard uh, Medley, who uh, will be up after the new sport and weather. The jazz evenings are back at the Chateau de Berne, near Lorgue, this summer. From Elodie Fréger and André Manoukian to Electric Deluxe, Robin Bennett and many more. We promise exceptional shows in a dream setting and to enjoy alongside the music a delicious meal at the Bistro or Le Jardin de Berne restaurants. To book and discover the artists, go to jazzabern.com. The Full English Breakfast Show on Riviera Radio. My special guest this morning, uh, Richard Maidley, the journalist, writer and television presenter, is with me. Thank you for hanging around, Richard. That's a pleasure. <laughs> can I just say this before I forget to say it? I'm so chuffed to be here. Um, I mean, this this station and this particular programme, it's an institution, as you know, along the Riviera. Everybody I know, every Brit out here I know, listens to this show. Uh, you're, you're incredibly famous along, this, along the strip. <laughs> uh, and I've often wondered what it's actually like in here. And of course, it's like any other radio studio. But it's a real treat to be here. I'm really, really glad I came. Well, I hope, Thanks for I hope you'll me. come back again and oh, again. Oh, anytime, yeah, anytime. <laughs> uh, talking about coming here, hmm. what was the commute like this morning compared to your London commute? I'm I'm one of those anal people who leaves far too early for places. It drives Judy mad. She's always saying, why do we have to leave now? We don't, we're not due there until such and such a time. So I actually got up at about uh, 20 past, quarter past five this morning, uh, just because I know the traffic at this end. I've never been here before, but I know the traffic at this end and the tunnel that you're 
you're always referring to being shut. So I actually got here at about half past seven and had a great time walking around the harbour and having coffee and stuff and looking at the, these. They're not they're not even yachts, are they? They're cruisers, extraordinary things in the harbour. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful morning mm. here in Monaco. It is lovely. Uh, no, well, you're on holiday, and a question from one of the listeners: uh, What's your favourite book, and have you read any book more than once? I'm. A, that's a really good question, and it's very opposite because I'm now rereading because it's been televised recently. Um, the Time Traveller's Wife, uh, which is by Audrey Diffenegger, which is one of the most extraordinary books ever written, I think, because it's it's a ridiculous concept. This guy who, because of a, a weird genetic dysfunction, can fall in and out of time zones, um, and he has no control over it. And you think, well, that's not going to work as a novel, but it does, and it's incredibly romantic and desperately moving, particularly at the end, and incredibly well written, uh, beautifully written. So I'm rereading that, The Time Traveller's Wife by Audrey Niffenegger. And do you only get time to read when you are on holiday? I mean, is this no, your time we, when you do that? No, we, we read professionally because we run the Richard and Judy Book Club with W.H. Smith, who used to do it on Channel 4, and then we basically, when we left that, we put it into the high street. And we have to basically pick six books every three months, which means reading about 20 books every six months, uh, to be in that that quarter's lists at the moment. We've got our summer list out. So we are constantly reading, and we do read them, and we do pick them ourselves. W.H. Smith sends us, about, like I say, about 15, 20 books, and we read them, and then we pick the six that we think are the best novels. Uh, so we are continually reading. But actually, it's nice. I mean, we've just done the last selection, so we don't have to read any for the next month or so. And it's just nice reading for pleasure, and not sort of thinking, will this, is this right for the market and all for that stuff. For your book club, right, yeah. okay. And do you still get up early when you're on holiday? Have you still got that uh, inbuilt alarm? Uh, well, I find, I mean, I've been doing quite a lot of GMBs recently, but I've got in the groove, and I do find that when you stop doing it, f f I don't know if you find this, when you stop doing this show for a few holidays, for the first few days, you do sleep in a lot. You sl I, like, I sleep 10 hours, uh, and then quickly I revert. So, no, I'm normally up at about 8 o'clock or half past 7. And uh, going back through your career, do you prefer, or what would you say, how would you compare the mm. two when you've done, I mean, obviously you did uh, Chris Evans' breakfast show as well. Yeah. Uh, radio and television, do you have a favourite? Do you prefer one to the other? Uh, I think if I was to be absolutely purist about it, I'd say radio. I think radio is the most immediate medium that there is. Uh, live live radio, you know, you feel a, a connection with the listener on, a, on an individual level. And television, you do have the sense that you're broadcasting to a crowd. Um, that's what I feel anyway. And in radio, it's the opposite. You feel you're talking to one person. Uh, and that's, it's very intimate and it's, it's a privilege, you know. So I would say if I, if I had to make the choice, I'd go for, for radio. Now, I was going to speak to you, and then just as you were mm. going in, you took part in the I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of oh, Here, yeah. I don't know if you remember, yes, and then you, do, you yes. said, I can't, I'm, I'm busy <laughs> getting ready for it. Uh, sadly, unfortunately, you had to leave early because you were taken ill and with the COVID the restrictions. COVID thing, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the little time that you spent and your experience in preparing for it, what did you come out of it with? Ah, oh, that's a good question. Um, you have to work very hard at being tolerant of everybody, because people don't often get annoying. Um, I mean, our, our half of the, of the team, before anybody was kicked out, we were basically thrown into clink, because uh, I, I lost the opening challenge as I entered the castle, and that, my team, the blue team, whatever it was, as a penalty, we had to spend three days in a prison, um, in the castle prison, and it really was, and it, we were just sleeping on blankets on the floor, and it was horrible. And uh, most of the others, to be honest, got very stir-crazy within four 48 hours and they were you know being quite <laughs> quite a handful 
And I just felt that it was my, because I'd got them in there in the first place, it was my job to try and uh, sort of emoliate and, and sort of make things okay. So I worked very hard at sort of understanding tensions and things. So I suppose, it, uh, you know, in terms of psychology, it was, uh, it, was a, it was a bit of a challenge, but I enjoyed it. The, the, yeah, I, got, I had a funny kind of, you know, turn at about four in the morning after about a week. And they, and I, felt fine when I kind of woke up from it but they insisted I go to hospital which is fine they checked me out they said there was nothing wrong with me it's just I was dehydrated uh, and the, the hospital were very happy for me to go straight back to the castle that you know within an hour but I'd broken the Covid bubble mm. and I couldn't go back in so I had to go home so would you do it again, given the opportunity? Oh, well, well, I suppose it was different this time because we had to have two weeks in quarantine because of COVID and then we were thrown into prison. Um, I wouldn't do it this, put it this way. If they asked me to do it this year, I'd say, I think I'll pass. But I might, I might do it again because, I, yeah, I, it was kind of work interrupted and, you know, unfin unfinished business, but I wouldn't do it for a couple of years. What did your children make of it? What was their reaction when you <coughs> told them you were going to take part? They were thrilled. Mm. Um, they were thrilled because I think if you do these things um, without any, any sense of your own self-importance, if you just do it, you know, um, you know, go in there and do it. Uh, and don't worry about how you're going to come across or anything like that. Uh, if you do it unselfconsciously, hopefully people will take you as you are. Um, and I, hopefully that's what people took from it, you know, for, for, for me. But no, my kids were thrilled. They thought it was a, lo a hoot. And Edward has written in and says, can you ask Richard if he has any pets? No, um, we, I haven't had, a, haven't had pets since I was a, a child. Uh, we had a cat called Timmy, who... Uh, <laughs> disgraced himself because my dad who worked for Ford by then, this was the mid 60s he took delivery of the very first Ford Mustang to arrive in the UK and he had to deliver it the next day to Prince Philip, it was being lent to Prince Philip for three days, so he cleaned it spick and span, we had this Ford Mustang in our drive in Romford in Essex and he, and he asked if we could go for one little drive in it, he said okay and I smuggled Timmy the cat with me and Timmy the cat threw up all over Prince Philip's car and you can imagine the smell and the mess and I can still see at midnight looking out of my bedroom window my dad scrubbing the car scrubbing the car scrubbing the car Oh dear, I don't know about pets, but what's this about uh, you saying you did sleep with a pig or something at some point? Did I say that? <laughs> uh, I, I have no memory of saying that. Um, I, it, I, it must have been metaphorical of some, in some way, shape or form. I can't, I can't recall. How do you feel about that when things get taken out of, maybe out of context? I mean, obviously it's going, we've touched on the subject a little bit, but yeah. it must, as, as much as you can ignore it, especially when it's something you didn't even say yeah. or do, yeah. how does that not make you <laughs> react a bit? Well, frankly, it comes with the territory and you either put up with it and don't moan and don't dwell on it or get out you know um it does come with the territory you know you have a i have a comet's tale of, of press clippings some of which are accurate and some of which are nonsensical and they re they get regurgitated even in good respectable articles sometimes i'll do an, i do an interview and i see some of this stuff they've not run it past me stuff that i haven't ever said mm. and i think that quote you just gave me is something i don't think I've ever said. Um, and what are you going to do? Are you going to lose sleep over it? Are you going to complain, write letters, do a pot? Just let it go. Mm. It's not. It's not important. It doesn't matter. And when did you? What point in your career did you think? Okay, I've got to get a bit more thick skin here. I can't actually let. There must have been a turning point when maybe something did happen. Maybe in your early years in newspaper a, or as a journalist. It's a good question. Uh, I think it was a, sl a bit like calluses on your feet. Uh, 
slowly develop. I don't think there was a, an, a, you know, an epiphany where I thought, ah, this is how I have to be. I think I've done so much live broadcasting. Uh, you know, I mean, I joined local radio when I was 19, and then I was in television when I was 21, on the local news, Border, and then Yorkshire, and then Granada, and then with Judy doing all the shows we did. You just build up a kind of a thick skin, a callus, as it Ooh. were, constant exposure. Um, I don't think there was a turning point moment. It's just something that you slowly develop. Okay. Right, your final song that you've chosen this morning is uh, The Beatles and <laughs> Get Back. Yeah. Tell me why. Well, uh, as you can tell really from, from the middle track there, Caroline, I do like straight rock. And I, for me, uh, The Beatles were at their best when they were rocking. Um, and Get Back, for me, is their rockiest track. And it's actually not dissimilar in, in chord structure and, and guitar work to, to Caroline or Chuck Berry, you know, and so you can see the way I'm leaning. But I love this song, it's just great. chosen by uh, Richard Maidley, journalist and uh, English journalist, television presenter and writer who's joined me in the studio. So I've just got an email from somebody who says, say hi to Richard. Uh, from hi. Ruth and I, we own the hotel uh, just in front of their house on the borders of Vance and St Paul and we see him in Vance quite regularly. I know the hotel, yeah. yeah. yeah I've, I've met them a couple of times, yeah, over a coffee. They say, if ever, if ever you need, if ever your house is overspilling with guests or visitors or family, <laughs> and then do get or I, or I have a fight with Judy. <laughs> that can't <laughs> happen. That door. never happens. No, it's not allowed, is it? <laughs> it can't possibly. No. You're just Unthinkable. a perfect couple Unthinkable. in every possible way. <laughs> okay, well, we'll end on It's Your Holiday. So what have you got planned whilst you're down here? Uh, Lots of lunches out. Um, going out, I mentioned, I've got another plug, Column Door, for, for dinner with friends on Wednesday. Um, and we're probably going to do a bit of shopping. We're going to upgrade some of our garden furniture. Just basically pottering as little as possible. Reading, swimming in the pool, getting the sun, you know, and just hanging out. Well, it sounds lovely. And the kids, will they make it down at the same time to Ho get hopefully, proper uh, family well, time? Chloe's just left. Uh, she's about to have a baby. Um, she's due on August the 9th, I think it is. Uh, so we'll be going home for that and then coming back probably in September. And then probably my, my son Jack and my grandson Kit and my daughter-in-law Izzy, they'll be, they'll be coming down and joining us, so yeah. Fantastic. People will come and go. Well, Richard Maidley, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for asking. And me. I do hope you'll come back. Anytime. Love it. Okay, thank you okay. very much. Bye. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for your emails. Thank you to uh, Richard for coming in and being my special guest this morning. Uh, it was a real pleasure to meet him and uh, to let him answer some of your questions and hear from him his favourite music. And uh, thank goodness he's forgiven me for having... <laughs> we thought he was taking making a joke of entering the pop quiz when I said it's, it can't possibly be the Richard uh, Maidley, but it was. And that's how we met. And why, oh, why, oh, why do I look so bad in photos? <laughs> I just very kindly took a photo with him before he dashed out. I can't put that on Facebook. I look awful. Oh, even with a filter. Oh, dear help. I'll leave you with CC Peniston. And finally, I will be back at 12.30 with the lunchtime news. And it is available on our Facebook page and website, rivieradio.mc. Have a great Tuesday. The Riv Full English Breakfast Show will be back tomorrow morning at 7. Speak to you then. Bye.